unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Raw and Unscripted with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And here we are today, we're on episode 20, and this is really a heart-packed, motivational, energizing, come-to-the-clean kind of episode for you today. So my hope and my my value in this particular episode for you is that you really truly get inspired and you see things from a different perspective. That's what this show is about. This show is about a different perspective, looking at things not as problems, but as opportunities, looking at things as possibilities instead of it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. So I share that with you because originally, if you've been following us for a little while, you know that the the premise of the show was me getting back into personal development, getting back into my coaching, getting back into my speaking, getting back into writing books, just getting back into the flow of what really truly makes me happy and and congruent. Um, But the point was, is to take you along for the ride as I do it, because my self-confidence got hit, my fears came back, you know, a lot of different things kind of knocked me down. And I thought if I'm truly unstoppable, then I will eventually get back there. But why not take everybody for a ride? Why not everybody give a behind the doors glimpse of how somebody who was successful kind of rebuilds their life? It's kind of in a way, um, I'm going to forget his name. He was from The Secret. He was uh, James, uh, James something or other. Um, You know, he did something. He had an event. Some people passed away. They died. Well, just to be honest, they died. Um... But anyway, he's from The Secret and he kind of let people into the back door of his life and he was just vulnerable and congruent. And I really respect that and I really admire that. So that was the premise of us starting raw and unscripted at the point in time that we did because it was right before I went into back surgery earlier this year. And I just actually saw a snippet of that particular podcast and was like, wow, I am on so many drugs. Well, actually, it was the second podcast because it was after my surgery. Um, But man, I was just like, so if you haven't watched that, you can go check it out on our YouTube page, uh, Speaking to the Heart uh, Podcast Network uh, YouTube page. And then also my YouTube page will have it here pretty shortly. But anyways, my point is that I've been doing these podcasts now for 19 episodes and some things are changing and I'm gaining traction. You know, I've got a coach. I've got a couple of coaches. I've got a couple of accountability departments accountability partners, um, holding me accountable and just pushing me in the direction and getting me past some of those limiting mindsets and those belief patterns so that I can ultimately get back into this and be successful at it. Like I am supposed to be like I deserve to be. So, uh, that's what really this is about. And if you guys know that I just went to Hawaii a couple of weeks ago and people keep asking me how it was, of course it was beautiful. It was amazing. Um, but really what happened there is I took a break. You know, it's, I'm, I'm truly unstoppable. There's no bullshit about that. Uh, follow me around for a couple of days and you'll be exhausted. But anyways, I sat down and I just collapsed mentally and physically, and I needed to give myself a break. I needed to give myself this opportunity to really see what's in my mind, what's in my heart, where is everything at and what do I want to do with the rest of my life? You know, recently turning 50 years old, it sparks a lot of thoughts within you because you no longer think that life is forever. You no longer think that you're a kid. You suddenly have this realization that life is short. I mean, it is dramatically short. And the older I get with every day that goes by and every picture I see of Jackson from a year ago, it just exponentially creates this thing I call leverage. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't get anything out of this podcast today, I want you to keep in mind the idea and the notion of leverage, because when you think about what it is that you do, right? When you think about, we're gonna be talking about what our best is. 
um, in just a little bit. But at any rate, I sat there and I just really collected my thoughts and I had a tough week before we left um, on a lot of different fronts and it made me question what I was doing. Because the old adage, if you continue to do what you've always done, you're gonna continue to get what you've always got. And looking at my progress, my progress is great given the fact of a normal person, somebody who was doing this as a side business or doing this something that in their spare time. Well, I don't want this to be a side business. I don't want it to be something that I do in my spare time. So going back to, if you continue to do what you've always done, or if you continue to do what you've always done, you're gonna to continue to get what you've always got. So I just thought about it. I'm like, I need to do things differently. I need to crank up. I need to get more leverage in my life. And I started thinking about my story. I'm like, people know me for my story. Oh, he's homeless and he went through this and he was a seventh grade dropout and he went back and he got his master's degree and then he, he was homeless and he bought two houses. That's my backstory, yes. And it's concrete and it's evident that I'm unstoppable. It's evident that I'm the no excuses coach. But what have I done recently? Yes, I went through back surgery. And granted, I know some of my friends and fans out there are gonna be like, Chris, you push yourself too hard and you try too hard. But when you think about it, when they identify the 1% of the population that is rich or the 1% of the population that has success in entrepreneurship, what is it that they're doing? Well, they're obviously doing something different. They're doing more than what I'm doing. So in order for me to achieve that, I need to get in that frame space and I need to get in that mindset because the God's honest truth is I was coaching for most of my life. I've coached people since I was in my early twenties, not professionally, but I just coached them. And then coaching led into speaking and then speaking led into books and then training programs and consulting and things of that nature. Then I got hooked up with a, a mastermind group that was phenomenal and met some great people, some great mentors, took everything to the next level, um, launched my radio show that I did for two and a half years called the Kick-Ass Radio Show. I had my first live event. I met Les Brown. I trained with Les Brown, one of the famous motivational speakers in the world. I personally trained with him, had conversations with him, had dinner with him, actually was interviewed by him on my YouTube page. You can check that out. There's a couple of uh, videos there where Les Brown interviews me. And then everything came to this pinnacle, this pinnacle. So I'm working with Les Brown, I'm doing my event, I've got my radio show, I've got banners, I've got business cards, I've got everything. And then I get a phone call. Hi, this is the producers from a show that you may know of called Cake Boss, and they rattled off some other ones. And I was like, okay, which one of my friends is this, and why is this a prank, and what are you trying to sell me, and everything else. And before I hung up the phone, they said, you know, we're interested in having you become a host for one of our uh, development projects that we've got in the works. Wait, let's say that again? You want me to be a host on TV for a major program? Why, what, well, what's, what's going on? And they basically said they were looking for a life coach to coach people on the episode through different things, through different situations, kind of get their family members involved, get their friends involved, almost like an intervention, but to help them kind of get the next step in life. And they said they typed in kick-ass coach and then my name came up and they checked out some of my videos and they thought I would be perfect for this. I still was stunned. I didn't know what the fuck to do. I was like, okay, wow, this is the thing I've been wanting. This is great. You know, I do want my own TV show one day and I want to help people out and I want to do all these things. I'm like, wow. And they said, okay, well, here's where we're at. You know, we want to do a Skype um, audition with you with a couple of the producers or whatever. Um, so stand by for that. Long story short, got that, did it. And then from what I understand, the show never materialized. I haven't seen it on cable, but the producer said, you guys, you are great and we'll keep you in mind for other projects. And you know, although I was disappointed, it was really a huge eye opener for me in the fact of what our fears really are. When we say we're fear, we can be fearful of success. That's the God's honest truth because I sat there paralyzed going, 
well, what would happen? You know, where would I, you know, I'm working a full-time job. Would I have to take a break? You know, is this going to pay me enough? Where am I going to travel to? What if it's a hit? You know, what am I going to do? How am I going to leave my wife? You know, not leave her, but you know, go traveling and everything. So it was just a lot of what ifs in my brain. And basically in my brain, I started self-sabotaging, you know, it was like, okay, am I ready for this? I don't know if I'm ready for this. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it's just really a crazy situation to be in. Um, so I had all the success going for me and then things started changing and, and I had my first event, which was awesome. Had about 20 participants there. It was called the kick-ass unstoppable life uh, event. And, um, after that I went to start selling tickets for my second one and I couldn't sell any tickets. And, you know, I had friends there and supporters of mine at the event, but afterwards and I not be able to sell tickets, I couldn't even give tickets away. I began to question my confidence. I began to question my skills. I began to question everything. And I started going down the fucking rabbit hole. Maybe I'm not all that. Maybe everybody's just being nice to me. Maybe, you know, it's the money I'm paying to these coaches and everything. Maybe they're just making me feel better than I really am to keep me going and keep me paying the money. I don't know, but went down the rabbit hole and other stuff happened. Of course, my chronic pain with my back injury, uh, simultaneously, we're trying to do IVF and have a baby and then doing the adoption thing and still working a full-time job. So I had a lot going on, but I just got negative. That's the point of this. So when I was in Hawaii and I was thinking about my life and everything, I'm like, okay, I am unstoppable. And I did take a break. I did not stop. I took a break because unstoppable is not the falling down. It's the staying down. And so here I am. I have a coach. I have a couple of coaches. Um, I have accountability partners. So I have, I'm back in the game of what was making me successful, which is the investment in, uh, external coaching and, um, and programs and just in just investing in my mind with podcasts every day and audible books and reading, just absorbing all of the things that I was doing before when I was becoming successful, I reintroduced that into my life. And I was just like, okay, cool. What else do I need to do? How, how can I, how can I create enough leverage so that this is actually going to be, um, even better for me. And I just started thinking, I'm like, you know, about my life story and everything. So, um, there's a couple of guys that were really instrumental in turning my attitude around during that point in time. And one of them was Gary Vaynerchuk and Gary Vaynerchuk was really important to me because he swore. Now, before I, when I was a suit and tie speaker and not swearing and just being all professional and everything, I was miserable. But so I started creating the kick-ass guide to life and then started swearing and people were like, Oh my God, you can't do that. I even posted a, a, a topic in LinkedIn and one of the professional speaking groups, and it was probably the most commented on topic ever because I simply said, is it okay now to swear when you speak? And I was mortified at how many people were like, oh my God, if you use foul language, you're stupid and you don't have you know, just all this negative stuff. I'm like, fuck, I can't even be me. I want to do this, but I can't even be me. Why bother trying? I don't want to go out there and fake it. And I actually consider going back to suit and tie speaking because I'm like, well, if this is what it is and I love doing it, then I might as well just go ahead and fit within the rules. Well, if you know me, rules suck. Um, so <laughs> Andy Frisella, the MF CEO coach or the MF CEO project podcast was referred to me by one of my accountability partners, Linda, and she knows who I am and how I am. She's like, oh my God, Christopher, you got to hear this guy. He swears and he's passionate. He's just like you. And he has the number one podcast in the world in the business category, I believe. So it's the MF CEO project, Andy Frisella, because I want you guys to go check him out. Um, and uh, just listening to the guy, I was blown away. But what really hit me was the fact that if I didn't stop or take that break and I was swearing and I was doing everything kick-ass, might I be in his shoes? He was the person that really kind of opened the door a little bit, along with Gary Vaynerchuk, as far as swearing goes and being acceptable because before it wasn't acceptable. So might I have the success if I hadn't, you know, taken that break, sure. 
So I started thinking about it. I'm like, what else does Andy do? What's his recipe for success? And this is going to be a tip later on. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Andy Frisella, and then I got connected with Ed Milet. Ed Milet is a great guy. He has an awesome podcast. So between those three individuals, I just kept consuming all of their content and just, just really like, okay, if these guys are doing what I want to do, what do I have to do? I just have to copy. I just have to do what they're doing and stay consistent and stay in the game longer, especially when you get to that point where you're either fearful of success or you want to give up because you just don't feel like doing it anymore. Um, and then I got introduced to some of their guests, one of which is a guy named David Goggins. If you've never heard of David Goggins, go Google him. G-O-G-G-I-N-S. David Goggins, amazing individual. I don't aspire to be like David, but what he has shown me through mental toughness, along with um, Jocko Wilnick, ja, Jesse Itzler, uh, James the Iron Man Cowboy, all of these guests on these shows caught me to thinking mental challenge, toughness. Am I really that tough? Am I just full of shit? What do I need to do? So the God's honest truth, I heard about this program and Andy Frisella has this program called 75 hard. And to be honest with you, the first time I heard it, I was like, that doesn't sound very hard. Um, but as I was listening to the episodes afterwards, he was talking about how many people couldn't even make it a week or some people couldn't even make it a month. He said, literally people get to day 20 and they quit, but it's 75 days of consistency. So he says, you know, that 1% are the people that actually complete it. And I thought to myself, wow, that must be really tough. But here's the gist of the program. The number one thing is diet. So whatever diet floats your boat, just eat clean, no junk food, plus no booze and no sugar. So again, this is for 75 days. So a diet, nice clean diet, no cheating, no French fries, no cheeseburgers, no nothing, just a clean, healthy diet. Right now I'm doing ketogenic diet, but I wasn't doing it every single day, every single meal for 75 days. No booze, no sugar. I like sugar, so that's gonna be a challenge. No booze, give or take. I mean, I like to have a drink every once in a while. I used to drink a lot, but um, now it's not a big deal. Um, the second thing is two workouts a day for 45 minutes each. One can be indoors, but the other one has to be outdoors. So again, 45 minute workout outdoors every single day, seven days a week for 75 days, plus your other 45 minute workout. So that's about the, that's about the physical transformation really. But again, it's about mindset. They call this, they thought they were calling this a body transformation transformation, but now that people have done the 75 hard program, they are saying how much of a mental challenge this is and a triumph really, if you're part of that 1% who completes it. The third thing is drink a gallon of water a day. Good deal. Uh, fourth thing is re read 10 pages of a personal development book every single day. Not a problem necessarily. Um, I'm a slow reader, so it's tough for me. So 10 pages will probably take me an hour and that's not even a joke. Don't make fun of me. I do have a master's degree and I can kick your ass, but I'm just, it just takes me a while to read. It just takes me a while to absorb the information because I'm ADD on crack and I sit there and think about something and I go off on a spellbind and then all of a sudden I'm back to the thing and I'm like, what was it they were talking about? So anyways, and then the last thing is take a daily progress pick. So after the 75 days, you can make a flip book and you go and you can see your transformation and what you've accomplished. So again, the diet, the exercise, the reading, the water, and the daily pick. On paper, 75 days doesn't sound too bad, but just really consider the dedication and the commitment that you have to make to do that every single day. And here's the kicker. If you cheat just once, you have one French fry, one M&M, Whatever it is, you skip a workout, you only work out for a half an hour, you start over at day one. So this is truly a commitment and a pledge. And I decided, 
at the beginning, I'm like, nah, I don't want to do it. I don't need to, I don't need to prove anything to myself. I like my life. I'm comfortable. It's all good. I work out when I want to, and I eat healthy when I want to, and it's all good. But how did Andy get from point A to point B? He's a multimillionaire. He owns seven companies and he says he's nothing special. He used to be a 360 pound guy with millions of dollars and didn't have anything to prove. So why is he doing this? And so when he came out of the other 75 days, he learned so much about himself. He learned so much about the things he was saying and espousing before and really got with his own program, really found his groove and his self-confidence to the next level. And that's what it's all about. It's kick-ass, unstoppable, next-level shit. It's not for everyone because some people want to end up miserable and lonely and pissed off at life. That Just look at the choices they make every single day. Just ask them how many times they watch TV in a week. Ask them how much they watch sports. Ask them how much they look at their phone, right? Those are the people that are destined for misery and failure, and that's okay because regrets suck, and you're going to find out about it. But if you want to make that sacrifice and that commitment, we all have to raise the bar on ourselves, right? I get more done in a day than most people get done in a week, but that still doesn't mean anything because when you compare yourself, success is the enemy of comparison. So when I compare myself to other people, it's like, oh yeah, I'm good. But after hearing what the results were from the 75 day program and considering and sitting back going, Chris, you need to do this for yourself. You're espousing unstoppableness, you're espousing confidence. You know, what have you done recently that demonstrates that? And granted, I don't need to do anything to, to prove anything. But at the same time, I want you guys to know that I'm the guy that walks the talk. If I tell you to do something, if I give suggestions to do something, it's because I've done it or I've coached somebody through it and that's my success story. I'm not gonna sit there like most of these speakers and do the little thing and tell you how great things are and how successful I am. And you know, it's funny when people sit there and go, oh, join my speaker's boot camp or my speaker's um, coaching program. And I go online and I look to see where they're speaking and they haven't spoken in fucking 20 years. It's like, how are you giving me coaching advice when you don't even do that shit, right? I mean, think about it. Think about the experts you hire and then go see what they do, right? It's incredible. So the point is, I don't want to be that person. I'm not going to be that person. So a couple of days ago, I said, you know what? I'm going to start it on Tuesday or actually Monday. Today's Monday. I'm sorry. With the Labor Day weekend, I'm all screwed up. So today is Monday, September 2nd and 75 days will get me to November 15th. Coincidentally, I go camping November 14th. So it's going to be a great celebration when I complete these and I'm able to sit back and have a couple of beers and relax, or maybe I won't. Maybe after the 75 days, based on what Andy has said, he has discovered about himself. Maybe I'm going to be a totally different person in a totally different spot, achieving totally different results in two and a half months. Now you tell me, is that worth it for that sacrifice, that investment? Sure. Absolutely. Where are you going to get your money back on that? And the fact is it doesn't cost any money. You just have to do those five things every single day. Make a promise to yourself and keep it. Make a promise to yourself and keep it. Because ladies and gentlemen, we're sold a bill of goods about life. And this came to me as I was sitting there in Hawaii. We're sold a bill of goods. Think about it. Whereas kids were like, go to school, get good grades. And then you get out of school and you're like, yippee. And then they say, no, you got to go to college and learn more shit you're not going to use in possibly a profession you're doing for somebody else because it makes them happy, not because you want to do it. Ooh, regrets suck. So then you go to school and you spend all your time being there and partying and being miserable to what? Get a job. To what? Pay off the student loans. So now you're in a job paying off, you're in a job you don't like paying off a loan you didn't want. And then what else does society tell us to do? Have a family. 
So then you have a family, you go further into debt, you go further deeper into the relationship you have with your job because you absolutely have to have it. And then what happens? Kids go to school. So now you're back in school again, you're learning the fucking new math. And then your kids get out and you're like, okay, well, I guess you go to college. I went to college, let's put you in college. And then you go into deeper debt or your kid goes into debt, depending on the situation. I have a student loan that I graduated from, from my master's degree in 2020 and I've been paying on it since then and I will have it paid off by 2026. Now, given the fact next year is 2020, I'm pretty excited, but when I graduated, I thought it was never gonna get paid off. It's amazing how time flies by. So you have the family, you put the kids through school, you go into deeper debt, you're on your job for a longer period of time, and then what? And then you're supposed to retire and you're supposed to relax and you're supposed to take it easy and everything's supposed to be great. But what happens? We're living longer, so we have to work longer. Insurance premiums and healthcare costs are going through the roof because we're fucking stressed out doing shit we don't wanna do. Think about it. Throw me some hearts, throw me some love if you're watching this on the YouTube or on the Facebook Live actually, because it's all true. So if you continue to do what you've always done, you're gonna to continue to do what, get you what you've always got. But the truth is that life does not get easier. Life gets more challenging. The older you get, you have less time, so you're scared, you have leverage. You're, you're trying to fight and figure out what it is that you wanna do with your life before it ends so you don't have any regrets, so you're not sitting there playing fucking bingo, going, man, I should have done what I really wanted to do. And that is, by the way, the top regret of the dying, which is I did something, I wasn't who I was supposed to be, I was somebody I wasn't to make other people happy, right? So that's the top regret of the dying. Do you wanna be that person? I sure as shit don't want to be. Ed Milet shares that he says, I think the greatest fear and the greatest pain would be to meet myself in the future and see what I could have become when I didn't. So think about that. If you want to be a musician, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be an artist, just imagine in 20 years meeting your version of yourself that did that, that took the chances, made the hard work and made it happen. And you're sitting there going, hi, I work at 7-Eleven. By the way, no harm in working at 7-Eleven. Um, you know, and just re and meeting that person, wouldn't that be horrible? So that's leverage in my mind. I'm talking about leverage, ladies and gentlemen, because we do things for two reasons, to avoid pain or to gain pleasure. We've got it all fucking wrong. If you want to have a kick-ass life, you have to go towards the pain. You have to go towards the fear. You can't let the fear of success hold you back because then you will stay back. You know, I've told you guys about the Steve Harvey video, Jump. Less than two minutes, it explains it all. It's simple. I love simple. So I sat there and I said, you know what? I'm going to do this challenge because when I meet Andy Frisella, and this is true, you guys can share this all you want at Andy Frisella on uh, Twitter or whatever. I want to look him in the eye and say, listen, dude, you inspired me. You helped change my life, your children's books. My son loves them. And by the way, you're 75 hard where you said only 1% of the people complete it. I fucking did it, dude. I did it. I did it. So respect because then I'm gonna tell them I changed it because I like the number 69 a little bit better, but more on that later because we're gonna be doing a lot of group coaching stuff. We're gonna be a lot of, I have a lot of exciting stuff to do. And this is the jumping off point for me to take my success and my confidence and the value and the gifts that I give to you to the next level. Because you guys are gonna watch me every single day for the next 75 days, whether I'm doing a YouTube video or whether I'm doing a blog post, I'm actually gonna go back to doing blogs on my website. Ooh, imagine that just taking every single day and telling you what I went through because I know it's not gonna be easy. The two workouts a day are gonna be challenging. I get up at three o'clock in the morning every day anyway, but when you think about working out seven days a week, twice a day, fuck. I used to work out five or six days a week pretty consistently, but I've never worked out seven times a week every single day, except for when I did P90X. I think 
was P, well, did they have a Sunday rest day? I can't remember, but I did P90X for a year and a half. So that might be different, but that was only one workout and it was an hour and 45 minutes. But you see my point. So I'm going to take you guys again on another journey with me like this podcast as I continue to rebuild my confidence and get back out in the game, the game that I plan on winning. So again, I have coaches, I have accountability partners. I'm doing this new uh, uh, challenge, you know, and part of the reason why I'm doing this challenge, to be quite honest with you, is there's people out there that I know that are hurting and they're going through a lot of tough times. Much like when my friend uh, Angela got cancer, I walked in and I shaved my head for the first time because I'm like, if you're going to go through this, I'm going to go through this. And uh, it's just the person I am. So I've got some people going through some tough challenges right now. So I thought, you know what? I can sacrifice a little comfort. I can sacrifice a little time in bed or whatever it is to become the better person. So perhaps I can help them even more or help other people even more. But um, quite honestly and selfishly, I just want to do it because I want freedom. I want personal and financial freedom. I want to spend time with my amazing son, my family, and just help people and just create a legacy that I'm certainly proud of. And that's the way we're going to do it is that you just got to continue to push yourself. You have to continue to get uncomfortable to be able to do these things. Now, I've already talked about leverage, so you need to find your own leverage. But here's a tip for you. And I want to keep this one simple because I've talked about it in the past, but I'm going to talk about it here again in the light of this. What is your best? If you get nothing out of this podcast, again, thinking about leverage, but what is your best? When you sit there and said, when you tell your boss, I did the best I could, or you tell your wife, you did the best you could, or you tell your friend, oh, I did the best I could. You tell your coach, you did the best you could. What was your best? And I think that's another thing that I'm doing with this is I want to see what my best is. I want to see if I can put my money where my mouth is and commit to doing this for 75 fucking days. But when, what is your best? And I look at it like this, and this is leverage. Imagine the worst thing in the world happening and then use that as leverage. So for example, if somebody walked up to me right now and put a gun to my temple and said, Chris, for the next 75 days, you need to do these things or else I'm going to blow your brains out or I'm going to kill your kid. Guess what? My best would suddenly become better in a minute, in a second, right? So when you think about those things, and yes, it's dark and it's gloomy and everything, but when you think about that, what becomes your best? If somebody said you have to do something, you would suddenly figure it out how, right? You think about the people that have to lift cars off of their babies. I've always been fatuated with that because it's like, what happened? Clearly what happened is they just decided there was no other possibility. There was no other solution. There was no other way out. They had to get the car off of their kids. And this is the same thing. What is your best? Oh, I like to sleep in. I'm not a morning person. Oh, whatever it might be, just get over yourself and find out what your best really is because I promise you, you're capable of so much more. I'm capable of so much more. Yes, I live a comfortable life. Yes, I've become complacent. Yes, I earned to relax and all this other bullshit that we can sit there and have the good angel on our shoulder tell us. But at the same time, life is a struggle and you get stronger from struggling. You get stronger from working out. You get start, You get stronger from learning lessons and taking chances. You don't get stronger from sitting back and reading a book that you never apply. Oh, I read 70 books a year. How many of them for you fucking apply? Let me see them. Do you highlight them? Do you have their notes? Do you take action items on them or you just read them? Well, you know, studies show if you don't start doing anything with the information you learn within 72 hours, it starts to vanish. So I don't care how many books you read. I care what you do. And that's why I'm here. I'm here right alongside you guys to make this happen because again, we're in this together. So not that I'm going to sit there and ask you guys to do 75 hard with me because I'm already doing it, but here's my challenge for you. 
figure out something that you need to give up or something you need to cut down or something you need to start doing and create your own challenge. Whether it's 20 days, 75 days, 100 days, create a challenge that will inspire you to make some sacrifices and some to get resourceful and to get creative and to push yourself. And then I simply ask you, just tag me in your social media post. Just tag me, the no excuses coach, just put no excuses coach, hashtag no excuses coach, and then tag me whatever it might be as a person. So if it's Facebook, tag me in Facebook. If it's Instagram, tag me in Instagram, but just no excuses coach and then tag me. And every day post and just say what you've done and what you've accomplished and what your learning insights are and just keep doing that. And anything you need, just send me a message. Just say, hey, Chris, I'm having a tough day. What do you think? What are your answers? Because I'm here to help you and I'm here to guide you guys through this because I'm gonna be doing it right with you. So that's my offer and that's my challenge to you as we continue to grow together, as we continue to make the kick-ass family super kick-ass, you know, um, that's my pledge to you. So I really encourage you guys to take that upon yourself because we got a lot of great stuff coming up. Um, got group coaching coming up. We got one-on-one -on -one coaching coming up. I'm doing some seminars, gonna be doing some webinars, a lot of stuff to bring you guys value. So I just need to know what you guys need, what you guys want. And again, with the podcast, send me your questions, send me your show ideas, send me guests that you would like me to interview that you think are inspirational or you think are unstoppable. We'll get more guests on here. This is just starting. We're on episode 20, yes, but this is just starting because we're gonna see episode 400 before you know it. And I hope you're there growing alongside me and you're watching my family grow and we're just holding each other accountable and just creating a better life in our communities and awareness around us that we don't all have to be sitting there complacent and fearful and resentful and playing the someday game because the someday game is gonna wind up in one thing. It's gonna wind up in one thing. You're gonna look down at your hand and you're gonna see old skin and you're gonna look in the mirror and you're gonna go, what the fuck happened? Why didn't I? And you're gonna have that go over in your head over and over and over again. Why didn't I take that chance? Why didn't I ask that girl out? Why didn't I break up? Why didn't I quit my job? Why didn't I do this? And I don't want you guys to have that. So. I, for one, am not gonna have that, so I'm taking that leap and I'm doing these things. So uh, again, I hope this motivates you and inspires you, but again, this is a daily situation, so keep me posted, let me know what's going on. Christopher at ChristopherRoush.com, and of course, if you're not in the kick-ass family, go to ChristopherRoush.com, R-A-U-S-C-H, sign up, because I'm gonna start sending out newsletters to the family, and that way you'll be guaranteed to know exactly what's going on, what programs are launching. Those people are gonna get the first dibs in those things, so it's a community, and I want that. So I wanna make sure I have you. If you wanna stick for the ride with me, go over there, sign up. You get 160 tips for living your kick-ass life. It's a cool little download um, from me to you. It's pretty funny. It's like life's little instruction book. Um, but anyways, I love you guys. Thank you guys for all the compliments, all the reviews. Go to iTunes and put reviews there for me. Um, again, thank you to Shane, Stacy, Ray, uh, Tina, all you guys for being massive supporters. I love you guys. Peace out, kick-ass nation. Misfits for life.